My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike, and I'm here to be your movie guy. This is your go-to source for all things movies, spoiler-free movie reviews, interviews with actors, directors, people in the industry. And now we're doing game shows on this podcast. So coming up, we're doing the first ever round of Movie Mike's Movie Trivia. I'm bringing on two listeners to battle out in trivia about famous movie quotes this week so you can play along with that game i'll also get in another best picture movie review talking about the father today and then i'll rank all the best picture nominees based on entertainment value so if you're looking to watch just one of them and want to be entertained no matter what level of movie fan you are i will tell you what that movie is thanks everybody for listening being subscribed listening every single monday to the podcast i appreciate you and love you more than you know Without any further ado, let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the first ever edition of Movie Mike's Movie Trivia. I have two contestants here with me today, and the game is very simple. You'll each get five questions, and whoever has the most correct after those will win the grand prize of a total of 20 bucks and a Movie Mike prize pack. And of course, the bragging rights of being the movie champ in trivia this week. And the category is famous movie quotes. So before we get into the game, let's first meet our players here. Going over to Ashley first. Ashley, how's it going? It's going good. I'm from North Carolina. It's just a good day. So what is your favorite movie of all time? I would go Remember the Titans. Okay, what makes that one your favorite? Uh, it's just good quality, wholesome, you know, just a well-rounded movie. And I believe you came and saw us on the comedy tour there in Greensboro, right? I did, yes. Did you see my set at that show? I did. You did really good. Oh, I was going to say, was I terrible at that point? <laughs> no, you were great. You did a great job. 
Well, I appreciate that. Ashley will be playing against Katie in Oklahoma. Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So what is your favorite movie of all time? Um, it might sound kind of cheesy because it's kind of a simple movie, not really an Oscar-nominated type movie, but A League of Their Own. That's a great one. With Tom Hanks in it. I mean, you can just put it on and, like, I'm current, I currently have it playing in the background while I've been cleaning this morning, and it's just like Bobby. Like, I can listen to it, and I know exactly what's going on without having to watch it, but I still love it. I think that's the perfect formula for uh, one of your favorite movies, one that you can just watch... You don't have to have your full attention on it at any time, and whenever you do watch it, it kind of brings you back to that first time that you did experience it, so I think that's a great one. You don't have to be like, have some super prolific movie pick as your favorite movie, but I love that one. All right, so let's get into the game. Like I said earlier, the category is famous movie quotes. I'll give you each five different movie quotes. Whoever has the most after five will be the winner. I will read the quote, and then you just tell me what movie it's from. Actually, going over to you first, Here's the first movie quote. You're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. All right, that quote again is, you're going to need a bigger boat. What movie is that from? Jaws. Correct. Ashley with one point on the board. You're going to need a bigger boat. Go over to Katie now. Your first movie quote is, Wilson! The quote is, Wilson! What movie is that from? Survivor. Oh, that is incorrect. Ah. Oh. It is Castaway from 2000 with Tom Hanks and your favorite movie. <laughs> I had I had Tom Hanks and uh, oh shoot, I jumped on it too quickly. We go back to Ashley. Ashley, your next movie quote is, "I see dead people." I'll give you that one again before I, you answer. The, I see dead people. The Sixth Sense. Ashley with another point. That is The Sixth Sense from 1999. Two in a row here. I see dead people. All right, going back over to Katie. Katie, your next movie quote is, I wish I knew how to quit you. That quote again. I wish I knew how to quit you. What do you think that movie is? I'm drawing a complete blank. Oh. First movie um, that comes to mind. What do you think? What era do you think this movie's from? The 90s, I want to say. Okay. Um, you got five seconds here. Mm. Any movie that comes to mind. I want to say Bridget Jones Diary, but I know that's not right. The correct answer is Brokeback Mountain. Ooh. Ashley oh is my goodness. two to zero right well, now. I, I was never allowed to watch that movie, and I really don't have any desire to. So I grew up in a pretty conservative household. So. I wish I knew how to quit you. We still have three left to go. We still have some time to get back in the game. Ashley, we'll go back over to you now. Your next movie quote is, Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. That quote again is, Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I'll just, yes. I don't think it's Titanic. I'll go with like another boat movie. Is it like Captain Phillips? Is that a boat movie? I don't know. She is going with Captain Phillips, and that's just a random guess. Random guess. A random guess. Well, your random guesses are pretty good because that is Captain Phillips. What? Ashley up no, three to what? zero. That's that's amazing. He just guessed another boat movie happened to land on Captain Phillips. And the theme we're kind of seeing here now is Tom Hanks movies. So there we go. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. All right, Katie, you still have a chance to get back in the game here. Going over the next movie quote. You have. She doesn't even go here. That movie quote again. She doesn't even go here. 
What do you think that movie is? Oh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. She's going with Mean Girls, getting her first point of the game. There we go. Mean Girls is the ah, answer. Ah. Got that point there. There you go, Katie. She doesn't even go here. All right. <laughs> Ashley, back over to you. Your next movie quote is, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. National treasure. She's going with national treasure. The correct answer is national treasure. Four points on the board. Ashley, you are killing it right now. <laughs> Haven't missed one yet. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. All right, back over to you, Katie. Your fourth movie quote is, with great power comes great responsibility. That quote again, with great power comes great responsibility. What do you think that movie quote is from? Spider-Man. Is that just a random guess? Spider-Man. She's going with Spider-Man. Pulled it out mm -hmm. of nowhere. The correct answer is Spider-Man. Katie, got another point on the board. With great power comes great responsibility. All right, we're going to the final round here. Ashley is up four to two. The final movie quote. Ashley, you have Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. What do you think that movie is? Lilo and Stitch, one of my favorites. She thinks it's Lilo and Stitch. The correct answer is Lilo and Stitch. Ashley, you went five for five on that. A great showing here. And also one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Ohana means family. Family means nobody. nobody gets left behind or forgotten yeah so ashley has just clinched this game but katie i really want to see you get another one on the board so i'm gonna to go to the last movie quote here let's go with frankly my dear i don't give a damn very famous movie quote frankly my dear i don't give a damn what do you think that one is oh, oh um uh, go, gone with the Wind? The very last second. You got it. Gone with the Wind is the correct answer. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Final score, Ashley 5, Katie 3. And Ashley, as the winner, what would you like to say? I guess it's really good to have, like, random knowledge. I don't know. Because, but honestly, <laughs> I don't I would have known some of hers, so... <laughs> I got lucky. Well, there you go, Ashley. You won the grand prize of 20 bucks, which I'll get your information after this, and you'll get a Movie Mike prize pack. Thanks to both of you for playing and everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on Movie Mike's Movie Trivia. Goodbye, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't 
feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, I want to get into a movie review now. Another movie up for Best Picture at the Oscars this Sunday that I haven't yet reviewed on the podcast. I want to talk about the movie The Father a movie that if you're needing a good cry or just have something totally rip your insides to shreds, I think it's a good movie to watch right now. If you're in the place for it mentally, I think I was when I watched it, but afterward, kind of reviewing some of the notes I made on this movie, I was like, man, that's a tough movie to watch. But before I get into this review, here's just a little bit of the trailer. Laura has come around to help you. I don't need her or anyone else. I can manage very well on my own. Everything all right? Who are you? Actually, it's me. Who? I live here. What is this nonsense? Anne? It's me. Ah, there she is. Your father seemed a bit confused. Something wrong? Where's Anne? Sorry? Anne, where is she? I'm here. There's something funny going on. So the movie stars Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman, and it's about Anthony Hopkins' character who is refusing all assistance, really, from his daughter as he's getting older. He's starting to not be able to remember things and overall just not being able to take care of himself. She's trying to move on with her life and become more independent and not have to be around her father all all the time. And he's really just trying to get a grip on all the changes in his life. And in his head, he's beginning to doubt the people around him and really just kind of losing grasp on what reality is. And I think that's why this movie was so powerful while I was watching it is that it's such a amazing performance from Anthony Hopkins, especially at his age in his 80s. And he gives what I would say is just such a fragile performance of somebody going through something like this. And why this movie feels different to me is because you experience these symptoms as the character, as he's kind of losing pieces of his memory and not being able to put things together and really being confused by going through this. You experience it as him. So while the movie is going through, you're kind of trying to put the pieces together as somebody who is losing their memory. And it almost feels like a little bit of a mystery because yourself are wondering how this is going to connect, what these changes mean to him and how these characters are all kind of 
revolving around in his head. And really, it's a heartbreaking thing to think about memory loss like this when you're getting older. Like, it's really something we take for granted. Like, I was thinking about it if I was in the situation of when I am older, wanting to still be independent. And the only thing he really has to hold on to in this movie is his flat, you know, his apartment. And by all costs, he's trying to hold on to that, not wanting to be put into a home. He's like, I can take care of myself. I'm fine. You can have people come by and check on me, but I'm not giving up this apartment. And he gets to the point to where he goes to sleep and then he wakes up and he feels like he's in a completely different place. And all these people are telling him different things. And it's just really heartbreaking. It kind of really makes you want to cherish life and just that ability to remember things. I've never thought of that as something that could be taken away from me. So I know it's always a hard thing to think about what your life will be like when you get older and you can't take care of yourself. So if you're in a mental space right now to where you want to watch a movie like that, you want to get this story and experience it the way Anthony Hopkins portrays it. I think it's a really great movie to watch and probably on all the movie picks in the best picture category, I would say the most underrated of them all because it's a pretty simple story. It's a very minimal cast. Like there's only eight credited actors in the entire movie. And for the most part, the entire movie takes place in his apartment in one other location. So I really like that kind of minimal stripped down cast. And overall, you're just kind of focusing on the story. It's shot beautifully. Even the music in this movie really kind of makes you feel something. There's moments to where his character realizes something or he forgets something and they play this music that it kind of strikes a chord with you. Like, oh man, like this is a really emotional and sad thing. So I thought it was a beautiful score for the movie and it's very rare now that a score or just the music created just for a movie really makes me feel something and this one did. So I'm going to get into next of how I would rank all the Best Picture nominees. But before I get into that, I easily give The Father 4.5 out of 5 flats. I think the performance from Anthony Hopkins is really great, especially at his age. And I, I still don't think that he'll win for Best Actor, but man, he really kind of deserves it. I just don't think he'll get the votes on this one. There's one scene in particular, I won't ruin the movie, but where he gives such an emotional performance. And it's the way you see a character at his age portraying an emotion that maybe a child would feel was a really powerful thing. But the only bad part I would say about this is it is a $20 rental <laughs> or go see it in theaters. So if you're looking for somewhere to watch this, those are really your only options right now. But it was a fantastic movie. Really loved it. I want to get into now ranking the Best Picture nominees from the Oscars this Sunday by entertainment value because I've already picked Nomadland as the one I think will win Best Picture based on how good the movie was and how I think critics and people voting on these kind of awards will vote. I just think that's kind of a shoe in and an easy pick for the Best Picture. Overall, I think that'll win this Sunday. But then after the awards happen, I know a lot of people like to go back and watch some of the nominees, especially the one that ends up winning the big award. And I think it's also just important to know, like, which ones are the most entertaining it has nothing to do with the acting or the artsiness of the movie. 
Just what could you sit down and watch and be entertained by and not have to know a whole lot about film or anything? So this is my guide to the most entertaining Best Picture nominees. There are eight movies nominated. I'll rank them one through eight. As we go higher in the list, I think you'll enjoy them more no matter what level of movie fan you are. So starting first at number eight, a movie I wouldn't even recommend watching even though it's on Netflix is Mank. It's just an art film. It's very artsy. It's very inside. A movie about making a movie. And while there are really great actors in it, really great performances from them, I didn't really find myself even wanting to finish the movie. And I think maybe in a year or two, no one will even refer back to this movie. So by entertainment value, putting in over two hours to watch this black and white movie, I don't think it's really worth your time. So that one's at number eight. Next up, at number seven, I would put The Sound of Metal, where I was really interested about this movie, really overall topic. It's about a drummer in a metal band who starts to lose his hearing, then completely goes deaf. He tries a lot of things to get his hearing back and then kind of really comes to terms with embracing the deaf community and you learn all about his story. And while I really love the overall premise of it, I just think entertainment-wise, it's a very slow burn. You have to kind of be into what's going on in the movie and the character development. It's a movie I was more excited by the premise than entertained while I was watching the movie. So I had to put that one at number seven. Still a good movie, though. I would say from seven up, they're all still good movies. Just have a different level of entertainment value. At number six, I would put Minari, which was one of the ones I was most excited about. One, because it's an A24 film, but two, because it follows the story of a Korean family coming to America, living in Arkansas, and trying to live the American dream. One I think we could all relate with a lot was my parents being from Mexico and came here to the United States. I felt a lot of their similar things that they go through in this movie kind of resonate with my life and my parents' life, so I saw a lot of what my family's had to go through in this movie. Also, a little bit of a slow burn, too. There's nothing crazy outlandish that happens in this movie, but it's overall just a really unique story to tell. And even though it has a slower pace, I never found myself really being bored in this movie. The only reason I think it would rank down a little bit lower in the list is you do have to do a little bit of reading because there are some subtitles, which I've really kind of completely changed how I feel about movies with subtitles. If a movie is really good, you won't notice the subtitles by, I'd say, 20 minutes into the movie. I think after Parasite came out last year and did so well, that was one that everybody kind of watched and was like, you know what? Didn't even affect me, so I think you'll get that same kind of feeling when watching Minari. Put that one at number six. At number five is the movie I picked to win Best Picture, Nomadland which is a very beautiful film and a movie that'll make you want to pack up all your things, throw them in a van, and go out and explore the United States. But I did feel a little bit like this one was just a little bit of Oscar bait throwing Francis McDormand in there. And it's filled with a bunch of prolific quotes and kind of imagery and kind of has that indie lo-fi feel a little bit. So unless you're super into that kind of style of movie you may not find it as entertaining as the ones I put in the top three. So it's right outside of that. So I think being there kind of in the middle of the list from entertainment value and critical acclaim, I think that's why it has the perfect kind of formula to win Best Picture. So that's why I'm putting it at number five. At number four, I'm putting the movie I just reviewed earlier, The Father. Again, I just gave you my entire review of why it's such a great movie and 
ranking it among the other ones is right there close to the top. But just outside of the top three, which I'll get to now. At number three, I'm going with The Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, this is a true story, and it's a courtroom drama when... I first watched it, I was like, how could they really make a courtroom drama of that interesting and engaging? But within the very first 10 minutes, you're like, man, they did it. They got it right. You learn a lot about history. It's the right amount of courthouse drama, real life violence, and people kind of coming together to do something that's right. It's also a movie that came out at a very relevant time. So I think this is one you could watch and kind of learn about history with what went on back then, and kind of applied to what's going on now. And it also has a pretty star-studded cast with Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, just to name a couple actors in this movie. One I think you could throw on Netflix, no matter who's in the room will enjoy something from the trial of the Chicago 7. So I put that one at number three. At number two, I went with Promising Young Woman. And I rated it this way because when I sat down to watch it, Kelsey was in the room too, but wasn't really interested in watching this movie. Didn't really know what it was about. But about 20 minutes in, she was like, you know what? This is actually pretty entertaining and watched the rest of the movie with me. So I feel like if I was enjoying it and if just somebody on the side kind of scouring in watching the movie enjoyed it, I think it has a pretty high entertainment value for anybody. And overall, I think this is a movie that really kind of, by the time it was coming to an end, had me in suspense if there was any movie from this list that I was standing on the edge of my seat getting up and wanting to yell at the screen. It was definitely Promising Young Woman, a movie that'll make you hate men, a movie that'll make you want to seek revenge out of anybody that did you wrong in the most creative, ludicrous, and possibly dangerous way is what Promising Young Woman is about. A movie I would love to see win for Best Picture, but glad it has so much attention around it because I think it is a movie that more of us should watch. And I think no matter what kind of movie you're into, you'll like something from Promising Young Woman. So I put that one at number two. And then at number one, I have to go with Judas and the Black Messiah. Along the same lines of how Promising Young Woman had me sitting on the edge of my seat by the end of it, I would say Judas and the Black Messiah had me on the edge of my seat throughout the entire movie. It's a movie that'll get your blood boiling. It's a movie that's shot amazingly from the cast and the music. This is really the most perfect film out of all the Best Picture nominees when it comes to being entertaining. And out of all the Best Picture nominees, I think it transcends any kind of movie fan. It does a really great job of keeping everything explained within the movie. You may want to do some research after you watch this to see how true some of the things were, which if you like those kind of movies, a great one for that. But you don't have to know a lot about the history to enjoy this movie. A movie that I think is not only relevant now, but in like 5, 10 years will still be known as one of the best movies from the 20s, which is a weird thing to say. The 2020s? I don't know how you say that. But yes, it'll still be one of the best films. So when it comes to being the most entertaining film of all the Best Picture nominees, you gotta go with Judas and the Black Messiah. So if you're just looking for one to sit down and watch, maybe you're sitting down with the family, maybe you're sitting down with your significant other, I think you'll both watch this movie and like it by the end of it. So... That is the ranking of the Best Picture nominees. I will be watching intently to the Oscars this Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Distro to get all my thoughts as those are happening. And then I'll talk about them on the following podcast. It's time, it's time, it's time for some movie news. Yeah, I don't have the budget for fancy jingles, so we're going with that. First up in movie news this week is Fast and the Furious dropped a brand new trailer. They set their release date. 
Before I talk about this trailer, here's just a little bit if you missed it. I spent my entire life in your shadow. And now, you spend the rest of yours living in mine. We go on We on, we on, we on, we on the loose. Not today. So that is the trailer for F9. The ninth film in the Fast and the Furious franchise. And I think I just love the fact that they are just going by F9, F10, F12, whatever, however many of movies they're going to do in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Not even the Fast and the Furious franchise anymore. It's now called the Fast Saga. So there's so many of these movies that they could just call their movies fast, which I think is interesting. But this movie is now coming out on June 25th, my birthday, which I was supposed to get the Batman on June 25th. But now we got F9. Now, I for a minute, didn't really understand the Fast and the Furious movies. Like, the first one came out, changed everything. The second and third one, I felt like I was totally into. And then I got kind of mixed up there between four and seven. And then I'm kind of back into it now because I kind of realized that they're not really about racing anymore. They're not even, like, humans, really. They're kind of like superheroes because in this trailer, they go to space, basically. They're fighting... I don't even know what anymore. Bringing people back from the dead. There's just so much going on in this franchise. It's basically now like a soap opera in each installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise. So I will take this one on my birthday. I think when you go to the movies and watch a movie like Fast and the Furious, you really get everything you want out of the movie experience. Big, crazy fight scenes, car chases, explosions, cheesy action lines like it really has it all so these movies make so much money that they keep making them and i think people enjoy them and i just love that there's still space in the world for a franchise like this so i'm all about the fast and the furious right now the interesting thing i did see this week also in this was that the director said he's not ruling out a jurassic world crossover which i thought would be an amazing thing i mean we saw it kind of succeed with kong versus godzilla that you could cross two franchises over which is not a new thing by any means but i felt like when he said jurassic world and fast and the furious that is two completely different franchises that in no way really connect and i would love to see something like that i actually think next week i'll do an episode on what kind of movie franchises you would like to see completely cross over that probably make no sense whatsoever but could just possibly work so i think i'll work that into next week's episode Also in movie news, Pete Davidson will play Joey Ramone in a Netflix biopic. It is called I Slept with Joey Ramone, and it is based on the book by the same name, written by Joey Ramone's brother, Mickey Lee. And the Ramones were punk rock pioneers. If you're not familiar with the Ramones, you've probably heard them on a commercial at some point or on the radio. Here's their song, Blitzkrieg Bop. So that's the Ramones. Joey Ramone is the lead singer. And I just found this like a really interesting choice to play him. Now, I like Pete Davidson. I'm a Pete Davidson fan. I like his comedy. Although I've never really seen him in a movie play a character that's not Pete Davidson. Like I know he was in the Motley Crue Netflix movie. But when it comes to him seeing him as a serious actor, it's not quite there yet. So I think it's an interesting choice, but they must have something and an idea of how they want Joey Ramone to be portrayed that they think Pete Davidson would make a good pick. Now, I just hope that he doesn't be Pete Davidson in this. I kind of want to see him 
be a little bit more of a serious actor in this. Now, Joey Ramone, while on stage, you know, they were a punk rock band with a leather jackets. They had this attitude. They had this look. Off stage, he was very like a shy, quiet, very reserved guy. And I think that's a lot of why growing up listening to the Ramones and being into punk rock that I kind of identified a little bit with Joey Ramone. And all the bands that I really listened to were so influenced by the Ramones. And growing up, I wanted to sound like the Ramones when I played in bands. And I like that they are finally giving him the biopic treatment because I think the Ramones are an underrated band when it comes to rock music. Like nobody really talks about them. They wear their t-shirts and they parody their t-shirts, but you very often hear their stories told. And this was announced on the 20th anniversary of his death. So can't wait to see this movie. And it is being made with the full cooperation and support of Joey Ramones' estate. So I think they will truly honor his legacy. So really excited for this one. And then finally, in movie news, Helen McGrory died of cancer at the age of 52. She was in Peaky Blinders. I knew her mainly as Draco's mom in the Harry Potter franchise. And 52 is a very young age to see somebody pass away. And I think one of the saddest things I saw was somebody post a picture of her and Alan Rickman, who was Professor Snape in Harry Potter. And it's just kind of sad to see those photos Whenever it's two actors together knowing they both are no longer living, it's just an eerie feeling to see something like that. It's a sad kind of realization in growing up and realizing you're going to lose a lot of people around you. And when it comes to famous people, it's a weird thing to feel something for somebody you don't know, but you know their work. Like, you really don't know them as a person. But when I saw that photo, it was just kind of like, man, they were just two actors who work together, who have changed the lives of many people with their work, and to see them both gone now just really makes you sad, whether you knew them personally or not. Just a sad thing to see. But that's going to do it for movie news. Do it for another episode here. But before I go, I got to give my shout-out of the week, which I do on every single episode. All you have to do to get a shout-out is send me a DM on Instagram, at Mike Distro. You can tweet me. You can send me a message on Facebook. Or hit me on the email. It is moviemikeD at gmail.com. This one is actually a DM from Instagram, and it comes to me from Miss Mooney, who is a teacher at Penobscot Valley High School in Howland, Maine. And she writes, Mike D, huge fan of the podcast and co-host of Kelsey. I'm a weekly listener on my commute home from school. My students are about to start writing movie reviews. I plan on having them listen to one of your reviews as a mentor text. And since I love bringing the advice of real authors into my classroom, is there any advice or tips you could share to my students on how to write or present a movie review. So first of all, shout out to Miss Mooney for listening every single week. Appreciate that. Shout out for sending me this message. And to all your students at Penobscot Valley High School, here is my advice. When you're watching a movie, make as many notes as you can, whether in your phone or if you're in a theater, just mental notes in your head of things you like about the movie. I think that's what I try to do with every single movie I watch which I'm probably kind of annoying to watch a movie with because I have to jot things down so I can talk about them later because I think the key to making a good movie review is to making it as personal as possible, picking things apart that you liked about it or things you wish they did differently in the movie. And the hardest thing is remembering those things that you felt while you were watching it. So it always helps to make a little note about plot points, characters, or things you found that you or other people would like or enjoy getting out of that movie. So that is my advice to all you high school students. 
Good luck with all of your movie reviews. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. I'll catch you again here next week after the Oscars. Follow me over on Twitter to get my thoughts as those awards are happening at Mike Distro. And I will talk to you next week here on the podcast. And until then, later. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.